I'm telling you, let's add a zero to those checks, right? You know what I mean? 3,500 turns into 35,000 fast. Absolutely incredible. I love it. And what's your big goal? My goal is to make 75,000 in passive income a month. A month. I love it. Yes. You're going to look back on this, Joshua, and you're going to be like, I said it there. I said it when I was 14. And look at me now. I'm like 20 and I'm there. You know what I mean? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I'm telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. I am going to blow your mind with this conversation that I'm going to have on this podcast, okay? Because I have a young man out of Lewisburg, North Carolina, that just closed his first deal, working on getting some more. We're going to break down all that deal, but the most important thing that I really want to hook you with in the beginning is he started at 12 years old. He started right at the beginning of the lockdowns and at 14 years old has closed a deal and is building his business. 14 years old, it is my pleasure to bring on to this podcast an incredible young man joshua smith joshua say hello to everybody hello everyone <laughs> i am excited so you're 14 years old yes how did you even find real estate investing and or wholesaling properties I actually found it through TikTok. So I was scrolling on TikTok just like any other kid when quarantine first started. And I discovered wholesaling and just started going with it. So you're 12 years old. Why even be on TikTok and not be just being entertained, right? Anytime that we're looking at any kind of social media, it's either education, instruction, or entertainment. And most of the time, when we're on there, we're looking for entertainment, right? You're mm -hmm. going there and you saw, did you stumble upon it? Was it something that you had been thinking about? Why at 12 years old are you thinking about being an entrepreneur? Honestly, pretty much since I was young, I always wanted to be, of course, like a millionaire and just like any other kid. And of course, I saw the opportunity and it was like, you can make money just flipping contracts, getting the house under contract for a certain price, and then just assigning it to an investor and making the middle profit. So I felt like it was really easy to do. So when I saw it, I clicked on the dude's page. His name was Cashflow Key. And I went to his page. I saw that he did wholesaling. And then I went through a few of his videos, watched them. I was like, yeah, I feel like this is pretty easy. I could do this. And then, of course, I went to YouTube, looked, did some more research into it. And then, of course, pretty much like anybody else, the first person I found was you and Jerry Norton, Flipping Mastery. Started watching you and Jerry Norton and then just started getting all the information, all the knowledge, and then eventually started taking action. Weren't you scared? I mean, weren't you intimidated? 
I mean, these are adult conversations, right? These are people's biggest assets that they own. These are things that, you know, I have 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds that are frightened of picking up the phone and taking action and having a quality conversation with a distressed property owner or a real estate agent about investments. Like, did you have any of that fear? Was there apprehension? Were you kind of like, you know, I'm not exactly sure how this conversation is going to go, but I'm going to just try. Like, walk me through your first, like, few conversations that you were having to get leads yeah the first three had got rejected like really hard and i had called one agent and then he said my offer was way too low the seller would never accept that it was disrespectful and stuff like that and after that i pretty much just brushed it off but i never really had any hesitation or none of that about making offers and calling agents. So let's talk about your strategy. Did you start out just reaching out to real estate agents to see if they had any properties that needed some renovation, needed some love? Yes. Originally, of course, like I said, I saw Jerry Norton's YouTube. So I saw that he wholesaled houses on market. I started off with Redfin. So I would go and do just like a random city and would just put in filters that could find like say fixer-uppers, houses that need renovation, I would put in keywords like TLC or flip or fixer or investor, investment, stuff like that. It would just go through the houses, start looking at some comps, seeing how much work it needed, and then just running the numbers and calling up the agents and making offers. And you're just calling them up and saying what? What did you say to them? Pretty much I would say, hi, I saw your property on, say, 123 Main Street, and I'm actually an investor interested in it for most of the time. Of course, I would say for a fix it flip, can you just give me some more information on it? And I would ask maybe about the roof. Why is the seller plan on selling it? And most of the time, all the houses that I will find, they would be on the market. They would have been on the market for like 20 plus days. I really didn't look at much new stuff because most of the time that type of stuff goes over listing price. Like most of the time, the stuff that's really new. And then most of the time, most buyers don't really want to get to, they'd be like, why am I paying over list prices listed for this? Why am I looking to pay, say, 190 if it's listed at 175 or somebody has the contract at like 180, like right there in the middle. So I would say, I see it's been on the market for 20 plus days or so, a month or two. And I would be like, why have y'all had any offers on it? Or like, why has it been sitting and stuff like that? I love it. I have so many questions for you, Joshua. This is going to be incredible. So how did you know what to say? How did you know what questions to ask? How did you know how to kind of feel out the real estate agents and build those relationships? How did you mm -hmm. learn that? After just watching videos and videos all day, just binge watching your channel, Jerry Norris channel, I would just take in all the knowledge and then just going for it. Just going for it. I, I love that. I'm telling you, like, there's so much, everybody that's listening to this, you should be so inspired. You should be so motivated. You should just see the courage that Joshua has to go out there. And you started what, 13 years old? Or did you start um, making calls at 14? I probably started calling at, yes, 13. My birthday recently passed in October. Right. And what grade are you in? Eighth. 
Eighth grade. Okay. You're in eighth grade. You're 14 years old. You've closed a deal now. You watch my channel. You watch Jerry Norton's. You learned how to communicate with the property owners. And then you just took action. You were just calling these agents that had properties on Redfin that said as is, investor special, fixer upper, whatever it is. You filtered those out and you called all those agents to put in offers, right? Did that cost you any money to get started? A little bit. I think I used PropStream for maybe like a month or two. So okay. I spent like around maybe $170, $180 on PropStream for those two months. But that was pretty much about it. I got the subscription and pretty much never used it because I just felt like I could wholesale on market deals and get those leads way easier. You know, one of the biggest challenges that we face when we're getting started in this business is, is this a deal or not a deal, right? And usually what that comes down to is the pricing. You know, what is this property worth fixed up? Really understanding the comparables, really understanding the values there. Did you have somebody helping you out with that? Were you just running your numbers based on, you know, some of the comparables that you saw in the neighborhood? How did you get past that point? Because this is a sticking point for a lot of people that, you know, they'll go and they'll lock up a deal, but it'll be too high because they don't really understand the numbers. How are you dealing with that? And is it something that's affecting you? So actually my first house that I got on a contract, it was actually, I had got it under contract too high and it was a house in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it was like close. It had a few comps, but the neighbor, like in that exact neighborhood, there wasn't really any houses selling pretty much in the last year, like right next to like in any perimeter of that house. Yeah. And the actual neighborhood only had like maybe six houses in it. And all of those had been owned for like 20 plus years. And it was really close to like a train track. And there were some comps over on the other side of the train track. But all the cash buyers, they were like, since it's on the other side, most of the time people don't want to live on this side. It was close to a highway. And it was like the value change from neighborhood to neighborhood. And over the train tracks, it just wasn't the same value. Got it. Got it. So it, it just threw you off and uh, you ended up having to cancel or get a price reduction or something, right? Yes, I had to Yeah, cancel the contract. What do your parents think? What are, you, what are your parents thinking that you're like making calls and offers on properties? They're both really happy and really impressed by it. They pretty much knew since I was young that I had a good talent for pretty much anything I put my mind to. So they're really, really happy for me. That is incredible. So they're supportive because obviously they're the ones signing for you and backing you on these offers and really helping you out here. You know, being under 18, you need to have that. So anybody that's watching this that is getting inspired by Joshua, you need to have somebody that's over 18 to be able to sign on the documents and get this through. Is that your dad? Is that your mom? Who is that for you? It's my dad. My dad. Got it. Is he starting to do it at all? Or what? what is his background? He's looking into getting like a rental portfolio expand a rental portfolio and stuff like that to build cash flow and maybe like Airbnbs and getting tenants and stuff like that, possibly doing some fix and flips in the future. Got it. it. Does he have a real estate background? I mean, is this like a legacy thing where your dad's been doing it for forever and he's helping you out with this, like kind of 
you know, being your mentor? Not at all. He's looked into real estate maybe once or twice in the past, but he never really took any real action with it. But once I had came to him, like after I had found out about real estate and came to him about it, he was like, yeah, I used to look at stuff about that, but he never really took any major action about it. So this is just you. This yeah. is just you sitting there having big dreams, big goals in your head and deciding, you know what? I'm going to start this thing earlier than most people. I'm going to start this thing at like 12 years old and really get my education. Like, what do your friends think? What do they think that you do? What do they, do you even tell them? I mean, can you even explain to them what you're doing out there? Or are they just like, you know, it's totally over their heads? It's kind of over their heads, but I explained, I try to put it in the easiest form to say like what I do, I wholesale real estate, just pretty much how it's just flipping contracts and getting the middle part of it. Sure. It's like that. Yeah, but are they like, why aren't you scared? How do you know what to do? How do you know what to say? How do you know what properties to go after? How do you know? I mean, you're not even calling on properties that are like down the street from you. You're calling on properties virtually. Are yeah. you in the whole United States? I pretty much mainly just try to look at stuff in Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Kansas City. But my first two deals was Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Got yeah. it. And why did you choose those markets? I saw a few people doing Indianapolis. I really like the way the market is out there. There's a lot of fix and flips out there. And pretty much that's about it. I just pretty much choose the random market, honestly. Is this your same? Are you still using the same strategy? Go to Redfin, filter out the ones that are on the market over 20 days that say fixer upper, call them up and then, you know, start negotiating. Yes, I was actually doing that a little bit this morning. Yeah. Yeah, talk to me about that. Like, what's your schedule? I mean, you go to school. Do you have extracurricular or is this like what you do after school? I'm actually homeschooled, so I can pretty much do it throughout the day. Most of the time, I try to wake up around 8 to 9, but in reality, I wake up around 10 to like 11.30. So then I'll get up, probably get something to eat, take my dogs out and just get to it. But I'm also a AAU basketball player pretty much year round. So I have to go to practice, training, workout, stuff like that pretty much daily. And so any extra time that I really get, I pretty much, of course, do my schoolwork and try to get some wholesaling in. How many hours a week, you think, are you putting into your real estate business? At this point, probably 10. But when I was back consistent, probably in late 2021, I would say at least 30 to 35. Like I was going and going and going. And why'd you pull back? I don't know. I just got inconsistent with it. I still like maybe in the last week or two, I've been really going at it and calling a lot of houses, making a lot of offers, talking to a lot of agents, but just my consistency has fell off, but I feel like it's definitely coming back. Awesome. Love it. Let's break down a deal. I want to ring this victory bell. Let's break down a deal. So let's break down your first deal. Let's talk about that. I want to know where you found it. If it's Redfin, I want to know what it was listed for, what you got it for, what the condition timeline. Well, we know the timeline is immediate. The motivation and the price, like really break this down for me. How'd you find it? I found it off of Redfin in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it was listed for, I believe, 85000 I did a few comps, looked in the neighborhood. There had been a few houses selling for around 160 170 ARV, all fixed up. And after I had did all the repairs, put in my wholesale fee, 
closing and commission, profit, stuff like that. I came up with a buy price of, I believe, $50,000. So I offered $50,000 and then the seller came back at $55,000. So I went up a little bit to $52.5 and they accepted it from an $85,000 list price. <laughs> so this is 85,000. You hit them with 50. They're like, no, 55 is the lowest. And you're like, nah, why don't we meet in the middle? Let's go 52.5 on this, right? Yep, exactly. And okay, so now you have this locked up. How do you find your buyers? How do you find the buyers? You're living in Lewisburg. They're in Indy. How are you finding cash buyers in the area? So I would go on like Facebook groups and I would look at houses that has sold in those neighborhoods. I would call up the agent that has sold them and be like, hey, I see your investor flip this house. Will he be interested in my house over here? But actually how I sold this um deal, I actually had wholesaled it to another wholesaler. Well, like Keegley, you know, of course, Keegley. Yeah. I had wholesaled it to them and then they had went on and wholesaled it again. I love it. And you had it for $52,500. What did you sell it for? I believe I sold it for $56,000. That's right. $3,500 from your efforts. $3,500 to you. That is it. Hold on a second. Here we go. (laughs) That is absolutely incredible. It is bananas. I've got goosebumps. I mean, just the fact that you literally like this is blueprint stuff. This is stuff that we talk about all the time in the channel about finding your cash buyers, communicating with them, squatting up with people that have a ton of experience in the markets that you're working with, working with Keegley, going into the Facebook groups, finding these deals, negotiating them based on, you know, what you think the after repaired value or the fixed up value is and getting them down to 52,500 and selling it for 56. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. When that closed and you received the funds, what was going through your head? I don't really know. I was just excited, just like anybody would be. And I told, of course, my parents, my siblings, my brother, my sister, and I was just excited. And you're just $3,500. What do you do with it? I blew it just like any other kid, but I still um, <laughs> kept a little bit of it. I still probably have a maybe around 20% of it. So let me ask you this. You closed that. You had another one locked up. It kind of slipped through your fingers. You're kind of working to get it back. Is that right? Yes. And what is that one? And do you think you'll get it? I believe so. And what do you think you're going to make on that? Probably around Mm -hmm. Mm $11,000. In Indy? Yes. I'm telling you, let's add a zero to those checks, right? You know what I mean? 3,500 turns into 35,000 fast. You know what I mean? Absolutely incredible. I love it. And what's your big goal? What is your goal with this? What do you see, you know, 10 years from now? What is your plan? What is the vision that you have for your real estate business? My goal is to, of course, expand it and build a team, of course, and build my rental portfolio, invest in assets to bring in cash flow. What do you want to buy? Are you going to buy single family? Are you going to buy apartments? Are you going to develop? Um, Are you going to flip? What are you thinking? Yeah, like apartments, multifamilies, stuff like that. Do you have an idea of how many doors you want or how much you want to make in passive income? I want to say I want to at least make 75000 in passive income a month. A month. I love it. Yes. You're going to look back on this, Joshua, and you're going to be like, I said it there. I said it when I was 14. And look at me now. I'm like 20 and I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to all be working for you someday. I believe it. I mean, you're just a brilliant, brilliant business owner. There's certain things that 
you know, certain people are blessed. Their brains just think differently. They're not as fearful. They have a lot of courage. They just take action and they have big ideas. And you're obviously that. You stay on that path. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. I mean, 12 years old, 14 years old. I can't even think about it. When you were born, I was four years in this business. You know what I mean? Like, it's absolutely incredible. And here you are taking the time to put in the work to learn outside of just school what you can do to create and have control over your future. And that's just absolutely incredible. And I encourage it and I support it. And I love that you came on here and we reached out and we were able to connect because you've been on my live shows and it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, I love it. What's a way for people to get a hold of you? What's a way for people to reach out to you if they're curious or if they're young and they want to be real estate entrepreneurs or you're going to inspire an incredible amount of people. So if you're open to it, what's the best way for people to connect with you? You can contact me on my Instagram. My Instagram is actually, I'm Joshua Smith. I am J-O-S-H-U-A-S-M-I-T-H. No spaces, no underscores, no nothing. Awesome. So give advice to anybody that is starting out in this business, right? I just say, do your research and go for it. Just go for it. Do your research and go for it. That's it. Simple plan. Well, I love it. I am so happy for you. You're doing incredible things. Keep up the momentum. Just go out there and find as many opportunities as you can and keep building up your experience. And just remember, there's levels to this game, right? And as you're talking to new cash buyers, as you're networking, go out there with the intention of understanding different strategies to add to your game and you'll level up fast. So congratulations, Joshua. And congratulations to your parents. I mean, they raised an unbelievable kid. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable professional. We'll call you a professional there, not a kid, right? You got that professional brain. So I love it. And congratulations to you and your family. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And for everybody out there who is interested in wholesaling, do your research. Go online, check out the Brent Daniels YouTube channel, see what it's all about. You know, if it feels good in your gut, get more involved with us, with TTP. I'd love to work with you. And that's it. That's it for the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I sign off as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.